Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. The Premier League returned on Friday. Arsenal travelled to Selhurst Park and came out with a fantastic 2-0 win. With me to talk about it all, I have Calvin. Good evening. Good evening, Steve. How are you, mate? Bit warm? It's a bit warm, isn't it? Might Could be too, be too warm. warm. <laughs> Straight in there. Straight in there. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it's a little bit toasty, mate. I think it's uh, sweaty is the word that seems to be springing to mind for me. But uh, yeah, football returned, didn't it? Friday night under the lights. Friday uh, night under the lights. Absolutely. It was nice, wasn't it? Well, we had very different experiences. Let's be perfectly honest. You were at Salis Park, sober, which is us, always a winner. Uh, I was a. First, first time, yeah, first time. Um, I was watching it from home, so but it's still very enjoyable for both. It was sort of set up, wasn't it, as a, here's a potential banana skin, Sky Sports, Friday night, mm-hmm. first game of the season. Didn't get a plan, did it, for Sky Sports? and uh, Not this season, no. Unfortunately no, could... for them, we yeah, decided okay. to turn up. We can let them have two on a bounce, could we? Um, especially after the feel-good factor for us. And like I said, I was a little bit worried uh, last week that the the, uh, the docu series was dropped the day before, uh, which obviously showcased that brutal start to last season in in one of you know episode one. So you know it was all there, wasn't it, for us? And I think we're all worrying about it. Uh, not even in the back of our mind, it was very much at the forefront. But look, came out well in the end. Um, we banished last season's Selhurst Park nightmare. Uh, yeah. into the into the distant past. So yeah, you, you can't complain too much. There we go, and that 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 covers the game. Um, I, we've barely hit two minutes yet, so now we, right. I guess we can talk. About, now we can talk about the weather for the next half an hour, and then no, I don't. Jeez, <laughs> I don't think I've even. I've barely got the energy to talk about uh, the Arsenal, let alone the weather. So I say we stick to the good stuff. Um, so going into Friday. Starting the eleven was was pretty much what we expected, right? Um, we talked Absolutely. about it on the pre-match pod, and mm. pretty much position for position, it w- it was spot on. Um, going back to like pre-game, how, how are you feeling um, in the hours that led up to kick off? Yeah, I think first game of the season. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because I was off, you know I often think and wonder what other fans are feeling before a game, and I think you know when you're going to a match as well, there's always a little bit of extra nerves because you know there's nothing more enjoyable as a way supporter than giving it to you know the home team the home fans when you're in the stadium you really want to go away with those three points no matter how you get them um but yeah I was actually not I was just pleasantly excited I guess you know after pre-season was good um you know this is going to be our first competitive test with a few new signings and you know, you could even say Saliba is cast as that because he hadn't played a competitive game for Arsenal. And, you know, I was just really keen to see how we got on uh, at a stadium, which we really faltered at last year. Um, so to be honest, I was pretty relaxed, all things considered. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I was. But what about you? Are you you know nervous, apprehensive or how did you feel? To be fair, largely... For, for the most part, pretty confident. Um, mm. I always felt like coming off of a, a solid preseason, mm. we knew that our, our squad um, options were, were pretty good. We didn't have you know, any massive issues. Obviously, Smith Rowe and Tommy Asu were out, but mm. you know, we had, we still had um, the, the vast majority of the squad fit. So yeah, felt felt pretty good, and you know, nerves kicked in pre-game as they usually do, but. To be honest, I always felt like we were going to win the game. There was, there was, there was that moment in the second half. There was like a twenty-minute spell where we we really couldn't get the ball, and mm. it, it was constant pressure. And it was like, oh god, here we go again. Um, yeah, but we rode it out, and you know we got through it. And um, I think you know I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more. But I think we deserved the win. I think we were good for it. Um, I think, yeah, overall. Had we have, yeah. I think had we have taken our chances a little bit more. Sorry about that. If you heard that, that was my dog yeah, barking. Angry. angry. <laughs> Very yeah, angry. To, I had to throw in two pence worth about the Arsenal. Um, Literally. You know, no, I think <laughs> she's, you know, she's a disgruntled Crystal Palace fan. Yeah, fair. That, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you know, we did control it relatively well, even when we were under pressure. Um 
But yeah, I think if we go back to the start of the game before we get into how we rode out um, the wave of Crystal Palace, I mean, it wasn't attacks, was it? I think it was, yeah, just, just you know, consistent pressure from them. Um, but I thought, you know, if we look at that first, what, 20 minutes, half an hour, um, you know, we started that game so incredibly well. Um, it was, it was you know, one of those where you, you don't like to let your mind wander too much or get ahead of yourself because we've all been there and we've all eaten that piece of humble pie when it comes back to bite you in the ass. But I, I generally thought, Jesus Christ, we could, we could batter these today. Um, you know, we got the goal that we thoroughly deserved. Probably or definitely should have scored beforehand. Um, but yeah, I, th I think that also, you know, brought into how I felt or, or helped how I felt watching the game live because it settles the nerves, doesn't it? Um, you know, usually, you know, I, I remember I've said it to you many times on podcasts gone by where it frightens me a little bit when Arsenal start quite quickly or come out of the blocks well in like the first five, 10 minutes because um, usually it disappears very quickly. But it was nice to see it. You know, it, we, we really put that pressure on, didn't we? Yeah, there's always that fear that we'll burn out. I mean, I think we were all very impressed with how we started the game, the way we moved the ball, mm. um, the, way, the way we pressed our, our position when we were playing. We were very positive on the ball, you know, even like to Xhaka, you know, we were very forward forward thinking. Mm. Um, we were asking a lot of questions and, you know, we, we just looked on it. Um, we looked like a team, you know, out for the kill. And it was, it was really exciting to see that. And I think we looked very focused and... Um, Obviously, you know, we did fall off a little bit, um, but yeah. I thought we, we were the better team overall in that first half. I, I, there was a, there was one opportunity, I think it was in the first half, where Ramsdale made a very good save. I think it was uh, Edouard. Um, to be fair, he should be scoring, um, in, my, yeah. in my opinion. And it was a good save, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't outstanding. Um, and that's not me discrediting, because you've got to be there. It's like a striker, you've got to be there to finish your chances and you've got to be there as a keeper to make your saves. But... It was, you know, looking at it, you know, as a you know, keeper growing up, it was a comfortable one, a good height, wasn't too fast. Um, but nonetheless, he's pushed it into a good area. And obviously, I think he even gathered it up afterwards. But um, yeah, I think that was the, a bit, you know, I'm thinking, of, you know, I'm trying to think of when, when does any team, bar Man City, right? And let's, let's be perfectly honest with you, what Man City do is, Pretty impressive, but ultimately incredibly boring, uh, where they just you know, stifle teams out and just you know, they, they have full control of every pretty much every football match they play, right? But I think, you know, everybody else aside, nobody dominates a game from minute one to minute 90. And you've also got to, you know, ride the pressure at some point or another. Um, and, you know, the better teams ride out the pressure. Um, so if it's something that, you know, if that if, if you know if games go like that, that when we're under pressure, we did concede too many chances. Other than that header, um, and then there was one in the second half, wasn't there? Uh, which again, I thought it was. I think it was Eze. You know, definitely should have scored. Ramsdale did make a good save that time for sure. Came out, made himself big. But it, you've got to you've got to ride those those waves of pressure out. Uh, and if you can do that, then that massively helps you. And it, I guess it makes it a little bit easier to ride, you know, that that pressure out when you're a goal up, you've got something to hang on to. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, I mean, I think you know, in terms of the, the the two chances in question, I think don't get me wrong, you know, Ramsey did well, but yeah, mm. especially the second one um, at close range, you you expect yeah. you know uh, him to score there, but at the same time, you know, Martinelli goes both ways. Just, I think you know, yeah. Martinelli with that early one, um, yeah, you know, should have scored that. I think. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, okay? Bearing in mind, I haven't played football for, well, I've ever played 15 years, you know, in on, terms man. of like 11 aside. I on. think I may have hit the target. Just just going to throw it out there. You may have, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'd love to see see you play football, actually. That'd be quite, just, quite entertaining. Well, I'm right-footed. Um, it is entertaining. It is entertaining. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> Not for you. It's, no. It's like it's like it's like trying to ice skate in a pair of slippers. <laughs> Brilliant. That's that also sounds pretty entertaining. But no, I've watched that one back, and you know, I also have played football. At, you know, the the other end of the field, and you, you could see him trying to sort his feet out. He just couldn't do it. Um, you know, it's he should score. Don't get me wrong, but he wanted to take it on his right. Uh, but couldn't quite sort his feet out. And, you know, by the time it's the chance is there and he's got to take it with his left, he's not, you know, he's not in the right position to stroke it home. But still, again, you know, I do agree. I think he should be slotting it in. But it's one of those chances that, 
you know, luckily we can look back on and go, well, it doesn't matter. Um, no, no, absolutely. Um, it's funny, actually, me, me and my, my buddy who I was at the game, we, we were talking about like these sort of chances and um, and various things in the game. And I was like, and I was like, listen to us here, like acting like we're experts. But really, mm, we'll, you know, <laughs> we're not even like, we'll one. do it. Yeah. And like with, with, with the rally, we haven't got not even half or a quarter as much skill as these professional footballers. Like these are professional it's... athletes and we're there putting the world to rights going, oh, they should have done better there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who the hell are we? You know, do you yeah. know what I mean? Jesus Christ, kicks footballs every day, can't even stroke it in from, you know, six yards. It reminds me actually, it's funny that you and, you know, you and your mate talking in the ground. And I always remember like going out, obviously me and my old man used to go and watch Arsenal a lot. Um, you know, if someone misses a chance, you know, I could be like fucking... Not 11, 12 years old, someone missed a chance. He turned around to me going, You would have put that away, wouldn't you? And I just go, Yeah, dad, I would have put that away for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's a cocky little 12 year old, but it's so funny, isn't it? We all think we're, when we're, you know, when we're watching the game, that we are pro fucking footballers. Um, but look, that's just, it's just the passion we show for it, I guess. And, you know, all, ultimately, what it stems from is we just want, the bloody ball in the back of the net and we're just really keen to see it happen and we get really pissed off when it doesn't go our way. Just want yeah. to put a ball between some posts a few more times in the opposition when we're all going happy. Yeah, it's that simple, mate. Yeah. When you say it like that, that's see, that's simple. what our, you know, that's what Arteta shouldn't be drawing, you know, hearts and fucking brains and God knows what else he's been drawing. You should just write that on a whiteboard, lads. Here, you just go and score more goals than the opposition and send everybody on that. Sure. Job done. Sure. But well, we will uh, touch upon the new documentary um, shortly. Mm. Um, going into the second half, you mentioned um, you know early chance of Palace that the Ramsdale did very well. It was a little bit frustrating. I felt like second half we did fall off a little bit. I felt like we looked a little bit tired, a little bit burnt yeah. out maybe, and it was annoying because like the away end at Palace is obviously in the corner. So like pretty yeah. much everything of Arsenal they did on Friday was down the other end because to be yeah. honest, predominantly we didn't really create that much in the second half. There were a few moments, um, like Odegaard, once, mm. you know, I'm going to say it again, probably should have hit it. It almost felt like Arsenal were, were trying to score that perfect goal. Yeah. Um, well, I just feel like someone needs to grab Odegaard by the scruff of the neck and just go, you miss. A hundred percent of the shots you don't take, my friend. Um, because fuck me, it, it, I know it was on his weaker side, but just swing a leg at it, man. When you you know you're what seven eight yards out, could go anywhere, right? Taking deflection. Yeah, I just think yeah. Again, you're kicking footballs every day. You should have enough confidence on your weaker foot from eight yards out to hit the target uh, and at least make the keeper work. Because that that's the thing, right? We come out of that particular scenario and we're frustrated at him for not shooting. Whereas if he shot keeper saved it or whatever we were like well at least, at least you actually had a shot you tried yeah. um but i'm just thinking we've we skipped into the second half here we haven't even spoken about going one nil up martinelli's fantastic bullet header i mean obviously we're saying bullet with a massive dollar or pinch of salt uh with that but yeah i mean look it was a goal that we thoroughly deserved and yeah it was well worked great header back into the the danger area from Zinchenko quick mention for the the away crowd and the song which started reverberating around Selhurst Park fantastic to be honest with you I'm sure it was great to be involved in it it yeah, always must good. be quite nice when you're you know at a stadium and a song like that gets sung for the first time and it just catches on uh, I'm sure it would have been quite similar you know last year when it was the Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe chant when that first started getting going and that's you know it's one of those moments, in there, you know, we all go for the football, uh, but when you're in the ground, there's there's lo- we've talked about this before, there's loads of other little caveats that you enjoy, isn't there? Like crowd reactions. You know, we've spoke about, you know, when you're at a ground, you're not always watching the game. I mean, I spend a lot of time, I know, when I'm in, in a stadium looking at what the opposition fans are doing, what our own fans are doing, just watching people go fucking mental, to be honest with you. It's quite entertaining, isn't it? It is entertaining. I actually, half the time it's more entertaining than, than the actual game itself. But no, that was that was phenomenal. Um, but, you know, touched upon the atmosphere. Uh, yeah, it was it was rocking. And um, without sort of jumping the gun, I did watch the game back, mm. um, which I, I've, I never do that. I watched the, like pretty much like the, the, the full match highlights. And wow, you know, wow, well, we sort of skipped some bits, but you know, you, you can really hear the Ars fans like. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair to Palace, like they were singing all game, like mm. you could see them, but there wasn't much noise. Because obviously, look, Palace is one of those you know kind of older school grounds, isn't it? And they they do create a really good atmosphere, especially when their teams start well. 
as we found out last year. Um, but I thought, and it, it's different, obviously, because in T, you know, when you watch on TV, they'll crank the sound up where the singing is probably most most apparent, and that definitely was from from the Arsenal end. That's how it came across on TV, anyway. But obviously, behind the goal, they've got you know their little Crystal Palace ultras or whatever they want to call themselves. And yeah, I mean, they've moved them. They used to be in the far and corner. Yeah, and and now they're in um, like the middle of the stand. Okay, so I just think that's affects the atmosphere. Um, on the subject of Palace fans, two things actually. Did you see? Obviously, you saw the um, display they hit did before the game. Yeah, um, I did, and I heard it, what you guys were chanting about. Yeah, it, which what definitely the made me. fucking how was that? And I mean, as much as I respect the grind, I think fuck me, like who's drawn that Palace? Like it looks like a children's <laughs> drawing. Honestly, you know what? We'll probably get someone for Palace going, yeah, it was like, you know, local school kids did it or something. And we'll just go, oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry, yeah. (laughs) Disclaimer, if that's the case, then you know what? Absolutely fantastic. Fair play, top job. Really enjoyed it, yeah. I I mean, don't get me wrong, what they did, I think think it's very cool, but it it just just didn't look very good. Maybe like an eagle. Um, I I did see this great tweet and it said uh, what crystal what crystal palace fans think they look like versus how everyone else sees them and the mm. two pictures the one picture on the left is is ultras with lots of the flares and on the yeah. right it's the guy from you know the, the the video on youtube of fight and win come on seattle oh uh, yeah the, yeah i have seen that yeah That's, Jesus Christ. and if you haven't seen that i'll probably clip it and put it in here right now fight and win American chants in football just don't, yeah, they don't, they don't really work, do they? Uh, terrible. Nice. I mean, I respect the, the you know, there we go. But just... you're never going to get that English camaraderie and just, no. I don't know, you know, our sense of humour and the way we love to take the piss out of each other, it really comes out in full flow, doesn't it, with the football? Yeah. Um, we've, we've really gone off on a tangent here, I'm aware. Um, Shock. I mean, we were in this, we were talking about the second half. You took us back to the goal, and now we're talking about American soccer fans. So, you're welcome. There we go. Um, yeah, you're welcome. The top class podcasting right there. We will, as you can, yeah, literally. <laughs> this is our third season doing this. We should have our shit together by now. We did. Um, let's move on to the second half. So, second half, we talked about the early chance. Uh, we didn't particularly create that much. Um, no. Yeah, it, it, it made for an uncomfortable viewing, if I'm honest. Like, you know, the atmosphere wasn't as raucous in the second half. You know, people were nervous. You could tell you know, yeah. the, the general move was if, you know, if Palace nick one, you know, if it goes one all, then mm. the crowd's going to get up and it, we're in for a really difficult, you know, game. And But, you know, the goal never came. And then, you know, a moment, you know, a bit of luck took, a, you know, across uh, uh, Bukayo Saka in a, a deflection and, it was it was like back to the party atmosphere, wasn't it? To be yeah. honest with you, uh, and absolutely right because it, it, that was the game there and then. Uh, that that was you may as well just blown the full time whistle at that point because it was never going to change afterwards. But one thing I just wanted to ask you though, and obviously, look, you'll probably you hear comments, and I'm sure you're probably chatting about it with the the lads that you were there with. But were you a little bit surprised at how long it took for us to make any sort of changes, considering how much pressure we were under? Um, in that second half and, and also bearing in mind that we've got the use of five subs now look I know our bench uh, in this game wasn't as strong as we would probably like or we'll probably see moving forward but I was a little you know my eyebrows were raised let's put it that way um, that we I mean it was very late I think when we made our first change um, you know, 75 yeah. 80 minutes I was yeah I was, I that, you, you yeah now no, I would agree with that I, it was a it was a conversation that we, you know, we had about, you know, who, who, you know, he's obviously going to make changes. Who's he going to bring in? Um, mm. And it was, it was Eddie and Katie came on for Gabriel Jesus, and who else came on? It Kieran was uh, Tierney. Tierney. Yeah, Tierney. just looking at yeah, it. I guess when it when the game's sort of tight, I guess his 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 thought process is like, let's not change too much, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it did surprise me, and you know, and it it wasn't until after the game that I, re- I remembered that oh wow, like we have five scissors shoots there, and mm. you know, um, and there's was it Sammy Lakonga came on in like the last yes. yeah minute. last minute well, yeah that that's, that that annoys me because I just feel <laughs> like it. hear me out right yeah no I'm I'm with you on this so yeah hear me out because this is what goes through my mind which is completely obscure and no one else thinks this I think <laughs> someone's gonna have to wash that kit now. 
Oh my god! Is that what you're... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think you know climate change, global warming. You know, um, saving saving the planet. Just don't don't bring him on because the kit man's got to clean that now. He's got to put that on a wash and a clean. He's still going to wash it anyway. And to wow. be actually, you're talking of climate change. They're getting new shirts every week anyway now. Well, yeah, that's part well, of the so, You know, they've got to put those shirts up for three and a half grand on the website on Monday. Wow, that, <laughs> that, that was actually my first thought. I thought, he's he's come on purely because they're like, listen, you get on there for one minute. You'll make us, you know. Another couple, grand. couple of thousand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so to answer your question, yeah, I was I was a little bit, surprised that we, we we kind of stuck at it for so long but he got mm. it right in the end didn't he yeah yeah i mean he did because you know it's funny because you know how many times you sit there as a fan you're like oh why have you not done this that or the other and then two minutes later you're like, oh well, those changes kind of yeah helped us get that second goal there so yeah, that's not too bad because obviously i think tierney was involved in bringing the ball down eddie you know looked pretty pretty lively when he came on i thought you know he's running around quite well which I know sounds ridiculous. Is someone who's getting paid under grand a week? I'd expect him to be running around, fucking skipping everywhere as quick as possible, all um, the time. Literally, yeah. You should never run out of energy. I know it's not not possible, but you know it's um you know he sprays the ball out to Saka, who had a pretty quiet game overall. I thought, to be perfectly honest, and you know he did all right and whipped in a ball and OG job done, game over. So okay, yeah, he yeah. Did, he did have a quiet game. I thought Odegaard had a quiet game. But at the same time, if we're winning games and our, be- and our best players are having quiet games, then, um, you know, I guess, I guess there's maybe some sort of positive in there somewhere. Yeah, there's always a positive to find, right? I mean, as as fans and, you know, we'll be once the best for the club and, you know, the best return of performance we can get from every individual that's out there representing the badge. But, you know, they always say, I know it's all cliche, but, you know, the sign of a good team is a team that can win when they're not playing well. But I think, you know, there's other aspects that you have to look at for this game as well. I think, you know, they had one lad at the back, what was it, Anderson? Mate, could that lad ping a fucking diagonal pass, by the way? Um, he did a number of them throughout the game and he found his man pretty much every time. And I think that when you look at that, you know, midfield was you know, bypassed quite a lot, to be honest with you, because I thought all of our midfield really was quiet enough. I mean, Thomas Partey, you know, probably had a slightly uncomfortable um, mm. evening. Obviously, we're not going to get into that, but, you know, Odegaard was quite poor, I thought. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe it's the maybe it's the, the captain's arm. Um, yeah, big pressure. I thought, I thought Xhaka did well. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I fully turned the corner with Xhaka. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Granite. It, well, look, to be honest with you, how many of us is? I mean, do you remember last season I come out and I think I said oh, I actually loved Granite Xhaka? Just for yeah. the, how he's gone, you know, how he's turned himself around at Arsenal, I just think massive credit to the bloke. You know, he's, I mean, look, you know, what, what more can you do really as a professional footballer? He's done wrong. He's, he's yeah. righted those wrongs to a point. And I would love it, mate, if we got to see a chance where, you know, he would get the chance to lift the trophy for Arsenal, a good trophy. Not, I mean, look, the FA Cup is a good trophy, I know, but imagine if he did something really, really good. Um, Ooh, I just think my- it'd be such a great story ending, wouldn't it? What like the 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 Audi V Vans trophy? Crikey, yeah. what 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 glory that is! I'm going. That would mean the world to some people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, anything else you want to add on the game? I just wanted to. I mean, there's a couple of things. I want. There's the obvious one, uh, which we definitely looked at, and that's the man of match performance from from William Saliba, um, who look we've all eagerly anticipated seeing him in an Arsenal shirt. Great to finally see him. Um, you know, making his competitive debut. But my God, I wasn't expecting that, to be perfectly honest. I remember I was text, texting you in the second half. I think my text to you was, you know, he, he'd been absolutely faultless um, in, in that game. And I was, like like most, you know, I was absolutely taken back from his performance. He just looked, you know, he looked like um, a lad that had been playing Premier League football for the last 10 years, to be honest. Yeah. He took to it like a duck to water, so assured. And he's just got that, there's just some sort of something about his aura and his presence. So he just looks, you know, it's like, I guess it's kind of like French arrogance, isn't it? Um, but he just looks like he he belongs there. He knows he belongs there. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I was blown away by it and long may that continue. But how, how did you feel he, he fed in his first game? Yeah, he was okay. I've seen better. Um, you know, 
if you compare him to the likes of Mustafi and Socrates, then I think he's got a long way to go. What about Gabriel <laughs> Paulista as well? Throw him into the mix. Um, you know, he's, he's not at the level of Squalacci yet. You know, let's be real. Um, no, not quite. Yeah, not quite. Jokes aside, yeah, he he was unreal. He just, he just, he just, yeah, like you said, he just sort of like a duck to water. He just fits in really well. Um, mm. And he's what twenty one. Twenty one. In, he's massive like yes, honestly he was when he came though when he was like 18 he was big if you if you if you, if you, if you like listen to him speak he's like very softly spoken as well you wouldn't think like he's just this absolute machine of a man mm. um but yeah yeah that, that's great to see it's probably worth mentioning ben white as well because like i was gonna yeah i'm glad he, you did yeah he, he took a little bit of criticism and to be fair i wasn't home sold on him but then i sort of watched the game back and to be fair, you know, he's out of position. You know, he's not got the, you know, he hasn't got the the most pace, right? He's going up against, he's, you know, Palace have got some right units, let's be fair. He did mm. a very good job. And I think, you know, credit where credit's due. Do you know what I mean? No, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, obviously we'll listen to the Arsenal podcast and I think he hit the nail on the head spot on, to be honest with you. And it was, he had a bit of a dodgy start to the game, gave away a few simple passes. Um, and I think that narrative kind of, you know, might have stuck with him throughout the game, but you know, he got booked in the first half as well. He's also, you know, up against Will Zaha. And let's be honest, like he's one of the trickiest wingers you can come up against in the league. One of the moaniest bastards in the league as well, I have to say. Um, I find him very frustrating to watch at times because he's got all the talent in the world, but an attitude uh, to match, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I thought he did a great job. Uh, like you said, he's out of position. You're up against someone who is renowned for his dribbling ability, trickery. And when you're on a yellow and you saw out the rest of the game, and let's be honest, what did Zaha actually do in the game? Not that, that for lot. me, not yeah, a lot. No. Um, and no. that, that that's what that's what you have to judge him on. I mean, if you can keep him quiet for 90 minutes, bearing in mind probably at least 60, 70 of those minutes you're on a booking, you've done a superb job. Um, and I thought he did grow into the game because he did have a bit of a shaky start. But then, you know, like we already touched on, there was a few of those party was giving the ball away quite a bit in those early exchanges Odegaard just wasn't quite on it and but you know like we said I don't when you can come out of it with a two and a win you don't mind it so much and what we're looking to do obviously this coming Saturday um, is for some of these players to you know at home first home game at the Emirates um, in the blistering sunshine you know you want to see these guys find their feet for the season um, and get that form in check so that we can start to build some momentum yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it might be sort of, you know, first game of the season nerves. There's got to be yeah. the element of that, you know, away from home. The, the, there was a lot of expectation from, from the fans and the media. Yeah. Um, you know, a good pre-season, you know, we spent some money. So it's always going to, you know, these things are always going to play a part. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, it was, it was a fantastic win. And you look at our fixtures now, Leicester at home, Bournemouth away, got Fulham at home, Villa at home. Um, these are all very winnable games, you know. We mm. we could get to a position where we're going to Old Trafford and, and we're sat, you know, right in that top top bracket of teams. So, yeah, mm. you know, it's 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 great to sort of you know get these sort of wins under about early doors. It's just nice to that, start the season in a positive manner. Yeah, no, absolutely, and yeah, it was it was. Um, I was very fortunate to be there. It was it was a it was, it was quite lucky to go to be honest. And um, yeah, the atmosphere was rocking. It was really good. You know, especially when we went to in the up and we were just sort of serenading Patch of the Air, which was just ultimate shithousery. <laughs> of course it is. Of course um, it is. But so, they, yeah. they know, they know what he means to us. Um and I think to be honest with you, like Palace like are one of those football clubs. They're just they're just one of those teams that just don't bother me. Their fans don't bother me. You know, they're always there, they never really do anything. Um, you know, I kind of like their 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 old stadium, I like the atmosphere they create. Yeah, they're just one of those teams. Yeah. Just yeah, they're just there. I like, just like yeah, don't mind you, you. You know, consistent Premier League team, and you've got oh. an invincible managing you now, and that's just like yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I was catching up on some YouTube actually, and I was watching some match day vlogs. They were very um, convinced almost that they, they were going to win the game. They, they were very yes. much like, yeah, I think we'll beat them two 0 three one. Yeah, you know, you know, which which did actually surprise me. Um, yeah, no, it's they, funny they, you say that, right? It's really funny. Sorry to cut across you. It's really funny you say that because obviously Sky Sports were doing a bit of a build up and they were interviewing all Palace fans, but oh, what's the score predictions? And they went to this one lad. Um, he must have been about what? I think like nine, 10 years old, like full of it, you know, like, you know, what's the score? He goes, oh, 3 4 0 Palace. 
And they were like, oh, but but why why do you reckon Palace are going to win two away? Because it's just Arsenal, isn't it? And it's like they're rubbish. <laughs> and they were like, why are they rubbish? Look at what look at them from last season. Like, are they the same as last? And he goes, yeah, still rubbish. And I couldn't. <laughs> I know it sounds bad. I'm a 36 year old man. I couldn't help but think that poor chap's going home a bit upset this evening. And I just found that quite funny. <laughs> oh, you know what? I would love the. I would love to find that clip. Oh, I try. I should try and find it for you because yeah, it did. It was funny because I remember him just saying, "I was like, you cocky little bugger." I would have definitely been that kid when I was younger, but I was just like. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. But you know, fair play. But I think they had a really bad preseason, right? Because it was. I read yeah. half half their team couldn't go to Australia because of COVID restrictions. Oh, they're all over the shop, from what I've heard. Yeah. What? Yeah, they, they need to sort that out. Who is organising their trips? Honestly, what a shit show. But anyway, who knows? anyway, who knows? Who, and who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, nobody um, cares. Our preseason was great. Fuck them. Yeah. Um. So that 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 pretty much kind of sums up Palace and, and we go on to Leicester on Saturday um, before we before we talk about Saturday I think we should probably mention the new Amazon documentary which was released last week question mm-hmm. is did you stay up and watch it when it was released at midnight no I oh. fucking did not because um, you know I, I'm old mate I love to go to bed uh, and I've got things to do but what I did do was binge watch it all in the morning fair fair See, I did a bit of both. I set my alarm for 12. The intention was there. Hang on a minute. So you went to bed, yeah. set your alarm for 12 to get up to watch a documentary, which wasn't live and you could watch it anytime. Yeah. But <laughs> the, alarm, the alarm went off and I thought, oh, I'll just watch it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did wake up at like five o'clock because it was like roasting hot in my bedroom. And I was like, I'm just going to yeah. go watch it. Um, and, and I, yeah, I binge, and I binge watched it. Um, before we get into it, Special mention to me, who's who's actually on the documentary. Um, if you haven't seen the clip, it is a funny one. Bit embarrassing for you, Steve. When, when especially when you've got the context of how you appear uh, in, well, in the documentary. It's funny though, and I, I'm quite it is funny, and that's there for life now. You know, I can show that I can show the grandkids that. Absolutely. So, a bit of context if you're not seeing it. Um, Everton away. It was one. We were one the up. They had a goal chalked off for VAR, so we all the Arsenal fans were giving it giving it the big one. Um, unfortunately, some more would, than others. Some more yeah, than others. I had a few sherbets, and um, <laughs> I'm in a bright red jacket. Last season's like travel wear, so in the in the in the picture, like I stand out like a sore thumb, giving yeah. it the, giving it the Barry big one. And um, unfortunately, we, we went on to lose <laughs> lose the game two two <laughs> one. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't been splashed all over the internet, mate. To be honest with you, especially by Everton fans, but I guess they probably haven't watched this. You'll miss, I'll tell you what, your missus put up a funny post, so did she? It did, did tickle me, I'm not going to lie. She's like, my literally f- just clip that, and she's like, here's my future husband. And I was just like, brilliant. Well, anyway, I'm quite... Uh, yeah, it is funny. Um, so so what are your thoughts on, on the series as a whole? Only three episodes out at the moment. Yeah, three so far. I mean, look, it's exactly kind of what I thought it would be. Um, it's dramatised football television. Um we're a very dramatic football club when we want to be. And especially when you look at, you know, the, the first three series, uh, three series, the first three episodes were, were covering our disastrous start to the season. But it, it's, it's good, isn't it? I mean, look, it's, you know, I remember when the first one I kind of watched of this sort of thing was The Sunderland Till I Die. And I thought that was interesting, right? Because, you know, it's not often you get to look into the, the back end of a football club and the ins and outs of the day-to-day. And I know, you know, and, today's era with social media you get a good look right and players share quite a lot of stuff themselves so you get you get a little bit but there's some really good stuff in here where it's just raw right you know the, I, I love some of the you know the the dressing room cam that you're seeing you're seeing some of the reactions after defeats in particular you know Ramsdale's were pissed off about not getting a clean sheet which you know you love to see that right as a sport that's there's a you know you're at the elite level of the game you, there should be a passion there and you should be driven even though you've won the game you should, it's like us, right? Even though like we won on Friday night, we we're always looking at things that, well, there's improvements that can be made, right? We're not quite where we want to be. Yeah, it was a good result, but there's still more, right? And I think, you know, it's little things like that. And obviously I think for me anyway, though, you know, and it's been shared to death, but, you know, just pre-North pre London derby, uh, you know, club photographer Steve, Stuart McFarlane doing, doing the team, team, team talk. Uh, it's just that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I remember after watching that game, 
uh, on the TV and seeing Arteta point at him. And I was like, what's he fucking pointing him for? I know he's a, you know, he's well known around the club, but I was like, why, what's that about? And now you know. Um, so yeah. like, well, what have you made of it so far? What's kind of piqued your interest other than appearing in it? Yeah, that was great. Um, I've really enjoyed it to be fair. Like I said, you know, I was up at the crack of dawn watching it and I just find it really fascinating. Like, mm. I think, you know, we forget that these people are just normal humans like me and you, right? And, you know, like oh. Bakai Saka talks about the pressures of, of life and, you know, he never really thought about it before, like being a footballer and it's all the things that come with it. And yeah, I just, I just find it so interesting. And, you know, yeah. like, like, like I said last week, obviously doesn't necessarily end up how we wanted to, we finished fifth, but you know what it is what it is and i'm thoroughly mm. looking forward to the next episodes um the next ones I, are supposed to be really good aren't they because obviously it goes into around the obama yang situation yeah. which is gonna be really interesting to see how that's documented i did see an interesting tweet tonight about um yeah i saw that too with lacazette so yeah mm. really re- re- really enjoying it um i, I was very skeptical last year when they announced it and i was like oh god like i always felt like as much as I enjoy these documentaries, like the Sunderland one, I really enjoy the city one's very good. The Leeds one is also mm-hmm. very good if you've not watched that, but mm-hmm. it, when it's your own team, you feel like we're just going to be mean for life. But one thing I will say actually is, um, can we talk about Aubameyang's dress sense when he rocks up in a gold tracksuit? Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I just think one thing that gave my mind the whole time was how was this guy or how was he captain of our football club? Like as likable as he is, the guy's mm. an the guy's an idiot. He was never captain material, unfortunately. Uh, that, that's that's for sure. But yeah, I, I agree. There was always question marks about Aubameyang, but I guess we know why he got the captaincy. We we very much know why because at the time, and all of us wanted it to happen. Some with some reservations. I think I was one of those. Um, but yeah, we wanted we we needed him, and it was another thing to entice him to stay i guess um but yeah it's, it's one of those just one of those i did want to touch on actually just again showing that kind of human side which i think is you know when you get older right and you're a football fan you, i think that human side of it and the human elements a lot more real because i'm very aware that you know i've already touched on my age today and you know i'm edging towards 40 which sucks to be honest but i'm going to football, spending all this money, all this investing all this emotional energy and time into supporting a group of 20-year-olds to kick football around. I'm very aware of that. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like... Yeah, I think we've had this conversation before. Like, mm -hmm. you spend all the time, you're literally watching a bunch of, like, teenagers, kids in their early 20s, kicking a ball around the field, paid millions of pounds to do so. And there's there's you getting up at, like, 4am to catch a flight, spending... Hundred pounds on a on a player spec shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking mental. It's mental, isn't it? When you actually take a step out, you go, "What the fuck am I doing?" Literally. Uh, but look, it's it's got you for life, and it? it's in you. But the, the one thing I was going to touch on is just that little cliff of Ben White when he's getting mugged off. Yeah, he was fifty million, and they were saying he was shit. Real funny. I actually found that very funny. Yes, yeah. I like the fact that they kept the Ramsdale stuff in about the abuse he got. Because I sort yes. of, I'd sort of forgotten about that, and, and you know, looking back, it was it, it's just you know disgusting that that, that people were it like is. that, and you know, it's, it's it's no surprise, you know, it's it's we see it all the time. Um, but I like the fact they sort of addressed that, mm. and were making a point, going, yeah, this is not okay. So that was good. Also, could we talk about um, Aaron Ramsdale's father's hat? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring it up as well because what the fuck is it? I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's a top bloke, but what the fuck is that on your head? He was at the game on Friday. Oh, was he? My mate was, well, I, I wasn't there, but he was talking to him and apparently he had the hat on again. Maybe it's some little good good luck thing. I, I don't know. Surely he's not rocking that on a regular basis day, day in, day out, no? No, I don't know. Surely. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I think as well, our new goalkeeper's family were at the game because there was just three Americans who looked mm. so out of place. And the one was wearing like a pink Hawaiian shirt and they like, they just weren't football fans. And were they, so what are were you... they trying to get those awful chants going by any chance? No, no. And I was just thinking, no. what are you doing at Stalhouse Park on a Friday night? Mm. You know, mm. maybe, is it, is it Matt? Is it Matt, Matt Turner? Turner. Yeah. yeah. So. Ah, look, I hope they had a good, good evening uh, in South London. Either way. Yeah, Absolutely. 
before we look ahead to a quick look on Saturday, what was your one good, one bad for the week? Well, you should be able to remember my one good. Uh, Arsenal this week. No, Steve. We, you know. Oh, of course, you're going right. to Arsenal on Saturday. Coming over for the first time game of the season. Easy, cop out, don't care, don't want to listen to it. I'm looking forward to it. And it's supposed to be a blinding day. 33 degrees. Wise. Yeah, it's going to be a warm one. It's Put your shorts on. One. I'm having, yeah, shorts 100. The only thing I'm a bit pissed off about, and this could be my one bad actually, is because obviously I'm staying the night. Um, so I'm going to have a rucksack on my back. So I'm going to be, yeah, I mean, that in 33 degree weather, no thanks. But there we go. Uh, so, yeah, what, mine aside, what's your, what's your one good, Steve? So apart from the obvious um, that it's Saturday and, and the Arsenal winning, don't you just love what is going on at Man United at the moment? It is fucking wonderful. It's immense. It's, it's so I, 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 immense. There's loads of Man United fans in Ireland. And like every one I see and they're like, yeah, we've we've not started so well. And I'm like, do you know what? I just feel like at the weekend, they fully and finally took the baton away from us of being banter FC. Yeah, and it really, really pleases me uh, that we are not that club anymore, and they really are. Um, yeah, I mean, what's not to like about that? It's yeah, no, it is. We we're, we're not there anymore, and um, we we got shit for years. Whereas they are really, mm. they are in a really bad way. I've just got this image of like, I don't know, the year is like twenty forty seven, and like Man United two 0 down to Gillingham, and like they're just mm. like. On the hour mark, they're like wheeling out like a, a seven-year-old, like Cristiano Ronaldo. Come on, mate, just one more game. It's like just one more. There's only twenty, only a few thousand fans in a you know eighty thousand stadium. Oh, fucking honestly, they got some real issues there. You know, with the Glazers. You know, you know, in terms of ownership, you know that I don't, I don't like. You know, as a as a football fan, I, I don't agree with that. But what mm. happens on the pitch, you know, what I can fully get behind, and it, it's great to see them um, in the mud. Yeah. So yeah. Long may that continue. Um, Absolutely. That said, I've no doubt in my mind that when we go out there in September, they'll probably beat us. Because that's. Just... I only thought it earlier. I thought it earlier when you said about our, our run of fixtures and you 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 know put them all out in in the open for us, and I was like, guaranteed. I just have that horrible feeling that you know their form will be crap to start the season, similar to us last year. We'll be flying, and then we'll go there and. Arsenal being yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. We'll give them all the confidence they need and kick the start of their season. Let's hope yeah. that doesn't happen. But yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, um my one bad for the week. So hmm. my one bad is a bit of a it's it's sort of one good and it's one bad. So like Crystal Palace, right? Salvo Spark. Right. Don't yeah. get me wrong, like I love all football grounds. It's what it's about. Like I don't really like these modern bowls that are soulless. Um, it's a cool little football ground, but it is a fucking dump, man. It is a real <laughs> shit hole, and the the away end is fucking terrible. Have you been South Park? Yeah, I've been there yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, so you all know what I mean. Like when you go in, there's this yeah. one little there's this little courtyard, and <laughs> it is quite lit. And then you go left and up the steps into like into the stand, shade. into a shade. and it is literally like it's like a mosh pit. It was just atrocious, and I I I I, I swear that the people definitely were. What do they call it? Is it jibbing when you when you um, kind of jump over the barriers to get in? Because it was just so many people. It was just really? awful. And then like the gangways, like down to the seats, because I think obviously at the back you can't see. Everyone was just stood in the in the uh, the gangway, so you couldn't walk up and down back mm. and forth your seat. And then after the game, we were walking out. We ended up like literally in the stand, like jumping off this wall to get down. For the love of God, it's twenty twenty two, lads. Uh, let's get with the times and. When you're paying the amount of money you do to go and watch these teams play, I know local away fans have a set fee, which is absolutely right in my opinion. But you know, you should ex you expect certain levels now, right? You you know, you I don't expect poles or beams to be in front of me. Um, oh. I don't expect to have a, an obscure view. I expect to be able to have a good view of the pitch. I... So I just think it's just modernize your stadium. Um, yeah. you know, demolish that down and just you know, get you, rid you've of, got the money to do it. Get rid of that pole. I completely forgot about the pole. Every time the ball went at the end, which was most of the game because everything happened at that end, <laughs> yeah. I was like literally like leaning back and forth. It's like a full an exercise. It's still it's it just needs a bit of modernization. Mm. Hate to say it, just just cut the allocation and put more seats and put less seats in. Just so yeah. Sorry to have a little bit of a ramble about that. Yeah. But, uh, you feel better than us off your chest, feel, Steve. Feel Happy. better, I got that off my chest. Good. Look, yeah. we're we you know we're a few. Um, you know, podcast is a safe place, uh, and if there's anything you need to speak about, mate, we're we're, we're ready to listen. Pre is it, when you say we, you mean you? 
Yeah, generally me. Yeah, course, no, yeah, no, yeah. no one else joins us anymore. <laughs> we've lost, <laughs> we've lost Liam and James. We've lost James as well. So, just kidding. They they will be back. Um, but they will be back at some point for the season. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And we look forward to welcoming them back as well. Yeah. Um. So, a quick word on Leicester before we wrap it up. Yeah, absolutely. And just to preempt on this, there will be no pre-match point pod uh, this week, just because um, mine and Steve's uh, work ethic is firmly in the bin. No, to be honest with you, um, just schedule stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Our uh, our schedule's a little bit all over the place. To be fair, it's very busy. Very very busy. Yeah, very busy this week. Um, We've got a lot going on. I've got to paint the fence and I've got to clean the barbecue. Are you still painting that fence? about three months ago pal yeah we didn't we we needed more paint so um yeah (laughs) ah the the joys of owning your first home my friend welcome it's fucking joyous for about a week and then you're like oh crap i actually need to keep the house up oh i mean who who knew that in adult life i'd be like going around on my hands and knees like dusting bloody um skirting boards like what what is that like what a poor design just why, why, why even have skirting boards that are just gonna howl as dust? <laughs> Honestly, I've got no comment, mate. No comment. Um, yeah, these are very much first world problems, and adult life is bollocks at times, yeah, to say the least. But yeah, so obviously, Leicester coming up at the, the weekend, first home game of the season in North London. Really looking forward to it. It only feels like yesterday we were at Everton, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, when was it? May, yeah, it May, end of May, wasn't it? May 22nd. It yeah. doesn't actually feel that long ago we were at the Emirates uh, for a game in the sunshine because uh, it was another cracking day that day as well. But I'm really looking forward to this. Um, again, I think there's a lot of anticipation uh, around the club and particularly it's going to be around the ground on the day because first time game of the season is always fun or should be always fun. And obviously, look, we are going to get to see each other at the weekend, which is great. Not you know, so great for the listeners. But, you know, Screw you in this instance. We're going to have a great time. Um how, how are you feeling about the, the game? What are you expecting? You know, I'm looking forward to getting back back to the Emirates. Um, mm. Hopefully, it's you know it's going to be a lovely day. But yeah, mm. like looking looking forward to it. You know, it's going to be it's going to be a good social. You know, it's going to be a lot of familiar faces. Um, you know, coming down for the match. And if uh, if you want to come and hang out, and Calvin will buy you unlimited drinks, we'll see you at the Bank of Friendship. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, just quick. Quick disclaimer: That won't happen. Um, I don't shit money. Uh, I wish uh, I did, uh, and if I did, uh, I would definitely buy you a round of drinks or two or three. But um, no, I mean we will be there, um, basking in the North London sunshine. Hopefully, you watch that; it'll piss down with rain now. Look, but um, and I'll be there with my shorts on because obviously I've got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. But there we go. Um, yeah, I think it's it's one of those games. I think last season, you know, we beat them two 0 twice, both home and away, obviously. Um, you know, we had a, a great day out um, uh, up in Leicester with Gabrielle and ESR banging in a couple of first half goals. Also, I think it's hard not to mention Aaron Ramsdale's worldy saves, both home and mm. away um, in that fixture last season. So that definitely springs to mind. But obviously last season, I think it was Thomas Partey got his first Arsenal goal. Um, and then there was a, a rather lengthy penalty handball decision uh, in this match uh, against Soinchu which seemed to take forever and a day to work out if you actually handballed it or not. But look, went our way that day in Lacazette. Um, the only thing he really did do last season was score from the spot, to be honest. Uh, but it was an emphatic finish, uh, which Peter Schmeichel, or not Peter Schmeichel, Casper Schmeichel, shot Correr, had a good moan about, because uh, that's kind of just what he did. But he is he still there, actually? Just out of interest. No, I think he's he gone. Left? Yeah, he is gone, isn't he? He's at, he's at Nice with Aaron Ramsdale, isn't he? Oh, not Aaron Ramsdale, Aaron Ramsey. Jesus Christ, my names have just gone out of my head here. It's late, it? it is it is past your bedtime to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, he's he's uh yeah, he's joined Nice. Yeah, okay. So yeah. we don't have to, to worry about that too much. But I, I I don't know about you, mate. I've just got a feeling that Leicester are really gonna struggle this year. You know, I, I haven't got a feeling. I think there's no doubt about it. I think they they were poor last season and they've they've not really signed anyone. Um yeah. they've sort of almost hit a wall, haven't they? I mm. think the, the the time of sort of uh, you know the basking in in European football sort of comes to an end. And when you look around, you know the landscape of the game and kind of Arsenal getting their shit together. Tottenham, you know, you've got you know City, Chelsea, Liverpool. You've mm. got Newcastle now. You know, um, it's, it's so much competition. There's a lot of good teams now. So mm. 
Yeah, I think I think they'll struggle. I think they'll be. I don't think they'll go down, but I think they'll definitely be in the bottom half of the table. Hmm. No, I, I I completely agree. Um, yeah, I think they rode that that Premier League title wave for a little while, and like you said, Bast in the European football um, that followed for a couple of years. And do you know what? Fair play to him. We all admire it. We all enjoyed that story. Um, it was pretty remarkable. But yeah, I mean, it's nice to nice to have a game or a club to play against that isn't at the level that they once were and obviously our levels changed a bit you know over those few years as well to say the least so yeah it's one of those in it where I think we should all be fairly confident I don't like to be arrogantly confident going into any game though in the Premier League um, because as we know it's anything can happen uh, against anybody in this league um, but we let's hope we come away with uh, you know Easy three points would be nice. Get a, a nice day in the sunshine with a you know, yeah. three nil victory would be lovely, wouldn't it? I've I've got these like memories of like I think it's like twenty ten where like mm. West Brom and like Villa came to the Emirates and we we were going to the game like oh yeah we'll win today and I think they beat us like three one or three yeah. two and yeah. it's just got this like I don't know awful image of us sort of just rocking up oh. thinking ah well three points there lads just, just got to turn up and. You know, Madison having a blinder and Jamie Vardy. <laughs> punch so his legs are gone at this stage, surely. Um, oh, yeah. They have to be gone. I can't see him doing too much damage against this. Not with the, the beasts that we have at the back and the pace that we actually now possess. Yeah, I, I would like to think that that's not going to happen. But look, yeah. funnier things have happened. Um, not that it's that funny when it's your team that's on the other end of it. Be honest, but we we'll, we'll be then less. And you know, like you said, it'd be great to great to be back uh, down there. And looking forward to seeing you, mate. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. Um, and it'd be even better, like we said, if we can go away with three points. Um, yeah, and be back on the top of the league for maybe a couple of couple of minutes. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Right, I guess on that bombshell, shall we? Uh, shall we wrap it up there, buddy? Probably. I mean, we can get. If you want to go to midnight, it's ten past ten now. We can we can keep going if you want. No, I mean, look, the content's been fairly poor already this evening. <laughs> so I think if we went if we went any longer, it's just going to get get worse, and you know, we'll snowball down that hill into basically Tottenham level is what I'm probably thinking here. Um, so yeah, it's probably best to leave it there. So look, as always, we just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed the show, please do leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. And if you see the tweet, please do give it a little retweet so it can help reach further fans across the globe. If you'd like to follow us on major social media platforms, please feel free to do so. Steve, he can be found on Twitter and and Instagram at In The Clock End. Myself, you'll find me on Instagram at The Arsenal Shirt and Twitter at underscore the arse underscore. But please keep an eye on our social media feeds for the next podcast. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.